personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Welcome back to the Liebcast, Lauren. This is our final segment before 2021. I am of the belief that the ball is going to drop. Everyone's going to be vaccinated immediately <laughs> from COVID. Trump is going to get his way. And not only are we going to get the $600, we're going to get 2000 maybe more, because everyone should do And it's just going to immediately show up. The only problem is that, you know, one of my, my things about Trump, I'm going to tell you one of the things, he likes his signature to be on any stimulus. So I don't know how we're going to get it immediately, because in my vision of 2021, I'm going to go in my bank account. Direct deposit. Direct deposit. Direct, come yeah. on, Trump. And we, all the landlords are going to get reimbursed for all their misruns. Oh, did you hear? You bring up the landlords, but did you see that the Federal Housing Administration, FHA, added two-month extension on foreclosures and eviction moratorium. It's going to go all the way to February 28th, 2001. And the Federal House- Yeah, 2021. February 28th, 2021. It's the fourth extension that FHA insured lenders got. And beyond that, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, those are the people that control Fannie and Freddie- they're saying no foreclosures, the moratorium, until January 31st, 2021. And these are important things. Why? You just said the landlords. What about the landlords? And the banks, I feel bad for the banks. You ever felt bad for the banks before? They have loans, and people aren't paying their loans, and they can't do foreclosures. It's like a big calamity that's going You're on here. You're the only person that's ever said that you feel bad for a bank. I do. Jamie Dimon is a swell guy. Have you seen <laughs> this guy? I like this guy. He says smart things. And he's doing something about helping healthcare for everyone right now in a collaboration with some of the biggest companies. And so, I don't know. I think that a man that works should get paid. And I think that... You shouldn't have anything that stops you from working. But you know what a big issue from working is going to be, Lauren? I'm going to tell you a big issue when people need to go to work. Is that what happens if you get vaccinated, right? But you keep pointing out that the vaccines aren't for people, what is it, under 16? Well, Pfizer's 16 or 18 and Moderna's the other one, but it's under 16, yeah. So God forbid, let's assume that your kids can't get vaccinated because they can't get vaccinated, right? Well, here's the question I got. What happens if you can't go to work because your kid can't get vaccinated, they get sick, they get COVID, and they got to be home? They'll survive. It's going to be a good time. We're not having a terrible picture, but we're going to have a number of weeks where your kid got the COVID, and we got some bad stuff going on. And your employer says to you, you're not working, and you're not pulling your weight, and you go, but my kid's home. And we know about these laws about family leave and all this other stuff. But what happens if you got fired? Mordechai Yankovic, our employment law expert on the line. Can you get fired? I want to understand this. If something bad happens at home, you're not sick, but someone in your family has disability. Someone in your family is injured. Someone in your family needs your help. Are you protected in your job? So, Andrew, it's a good question. Um, there is a uh, part of the American Disabilities Act, the lesser known part, not a lot of people are familiar with it, but it does protect um, an individual from discrimination based on his or her associations, meaning if, like you said, somebody's son, it's not them, but their son or daughter have a, have a disability, a qualifying disability under the law. And that's a whole separate discussion as to what um, 
how uh, how disability is defined under the law. But yes, you are you are protected. Um, protections are limited, but you are protected um, from discrimination based on your association with somebody who has a disability. So let's break this down differently, though. I go to work. Kid has a disability. Let's pretend it's not even COVID. Let's just say kid got a disability and you're you're distracted. You're like mm-hmm. thinking about your kid the whole day. You're at work, but you're not there. You're there, but you're not there. You're there, but you're not there. Everyone knows you're not there. Can the employer fire me for that? Well, they would have to go through what's known as the interactive process. Huh? Um, because dis- di- distraction is one of the um, one of the ways that this law comes into play that you know that could easily happen you know a, an employer sees that you're uh, you know you're not, you're not doing as well as you did two months ago the employer talks to the uh, talks to the employee and the employee says yeah I know yeah I, I'm just I'm under a lot of stress at home you know my kid's really sick um, and the employer can react by firing that uh, that employee. The employer needs to have a conversation with that employee and see if there's a way to accommodate that, accommodate that employee so he can still perform what's known as the essential functions of his job with that accommodation. Obviously, if this employee is so distracted that they can't do anything and there's no you know leave accommodation that could be granted, then the employer could could fire the employee but definitely not right away without having a, a discussion about what's going on and what can potentially be done to rectify the situation. So let me get this straight. You see a distracted employee at the job and they're just not doing their work. They're like on the cell phone all the time. They're doing- They're playing bejeweled. No, they're on the cell phone texting okay. with the family. They're very distracted They're because it's real stuff, Laura, not playing yeah. bejeweled. They're, they're distracted. They're somewhere else. They're researching doctors. They're doing real stuff here. You're telling me that you have the onus to confront them and have what's called, you called the interactive process, which we know federally. Well, you have to have the interactive process if you know, you know that they, uh, you're reasonably aware that they have a disability. Yes. You can, if you see somebody's not doing their job, you know, you can go and discipline them. But then what happens if you turn around and they say, actually, I've been distracted the past two months because, you know, my son's been home sick. Well, then, then what do you do? So I just want to make sure I understand you clearly. If it's readily apparent that they have a disability, you're telling me that you have to do this interactive process, which not every federal circuit says you have to do it, but in New York you do for sure. Yes. And you're telling me you got to do it. But let's go back to it not being readily apparent. I don't know. Can I just fire them or do I have to inquire prior to firing a distracted person whether they have an unbeknownst to me disability or someone in their family has one? No, you don't have to ask them directly, but if it comes up in the conversation, then you need to then you need to engage in the interactive process. And do I need to have some sort of form or anything to give them an opportunity to tell me? I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, how aren't you supposed to make accommodations available to employees? And aren't you supposed to give them a forum to request the accommodation in the first place? And if you don't re- give them a forum to request the accommodation, isn't it on you in the first place as the employer? Yes, if you're if you're. Uh if you're reasonably aware that they might have a disability. And my question you don't is, have to, you don't have, if, if someone's distracted at work, you don't have to go up to them and say, um, I see you're distracted. Um, you know, is your son sick? Is your daughter sick? You're not required to do that. I guess I'm unwinding that. I'm, I'm accepting what you're saying. I'm saying, listen, I don't have to go up to someone and say, is your son sick? Is your daughter sick? 
I'm saying, assuming though, that I don't have to do that, did I have to give them some other methodology to alert me of this in the first instance? Did there have to be some protocol where they could be requesting the accommodation? And isn't my failure to give that protocol enough that I would have a problem? Yeah. So, okay. So now, now, now I, now, now I got where you're going. So you're saying in general, um, prior to this situation happening, you're saying, should the employer have a process, um, or policy for requesting a reasonable accommodation? So somebody knows that if they have a disability or if they are associated with someone that has a disability, um, they know how to request an accommodation. And you're saying if they don't have that policy, then that in itself could could be a violation down the road. It could definitely be exposure, I'm thinking. You're the expert yes. on this topic, but yes. I'm, I'm saying... Yes. Well, I, just, I just want to make sure I knew where you were going. No, yes. we're saying exactly the yes. same thing. What we're saying is, and here's the question, let's unwind this whole thing. You get the vaccine because it's 2021. The ball drops, everyone gets the vaccine. Good stuff goes on, everyone's kumbaya, life is good. I'm concerned about people that don't get the vaccine in the family. I'm concerned about people with other ailments. Like I was just talking to someone I know and I like very much whose father's in the hospital based on COVID right now. It's terrible stuff, terrible stuff. And I would consider that if you're on a respirator in the hospital, you're disabled. Like I don't see how we could make any if, ends, buts about it. And so I'm thinking to myself, this guy's working, but this guy's mind's not there. This guy's mind's not there. He's not listening. And so my question is, and just to unwind this, you're saying to me that there's this thing called the social associational disability under the American with Disabilities Act. And Correct. it says basically in a covered entity may not exclude or otherwise deny equal jobs or benefits to a qualified individual because of the known disability of an individual with whom the qualified individual is known to have a relationship or association. And what we're trying to do right now is we're unwinding that word known there. And what I'm trying to understand is, if no one tells me about their relationship and no one tells me about the person they have a relationship with disability and I'm an employer, do I have a problem? And you said, no, you don't have a problem. And then I said, but don't I have a duty to give them an opportunity to tell me in the first place? And that's yeah. what we're, we're exploring right now. Yes, I, I, I would say yes, because had they known of the uh, the procedure that, that, that was in place, um, then that disability would have been known. That's how it, that's how I would argue if I was representing that employee. So am I getting from you that a very good move for most employers out there is to have a policy to tell them when someone has a disability and to have a form for a reasonable accommodation so you can work with that disability? Is that what I'm getting, not just for you and for your family and people that you have relations with? A hundred percent. And am I also correct to say that you don't want to get specific information about the disability? Because if you ask too much, that could be invasive and then you could end up having problems for asking too many questions. So you have to ask just the right amount of information without actually subjecting the person to ridicule or harm? Correct. All right. So what I'm now getting from you is there's this thing called associational disability. And I Googled it. I didn't actually Google it, Lauren. I Westlawed it, but I didn't think people would know what that meant. Westlaw. And I checked it out, and I saw that in 2020, before we talked about this, I only saw one case in New York of associational disability. And then on the appellate court level, I only saw one case in all the appellate courts, none in New York, from the Fifth Circuit back in March. So this isn't a big topic that we're seeing a lot of cases on in yes. court. Maybe they're having cases 
with the EEOC and they're being resolved administratively, which I think is a very high likelihood. But Lauren just said the key word, yet. Morty, our question goes like this. Going to 2021. Happy New Year! <laughs> Mitch McConnell keeps saying if there's going to be another round of stimulus from Biden, from Trump, from whoever. Mitch McConnell says if there's going to be another round, he lost his fight about getting liability protections for employers. And let's assume there's no liability protections. Are you telling me going to 2021 it is your prediction that associational disability claims are going to be on the rise, meaning associational disability claims come in three fashions? We got one where a relative has a, a disability, and that means health insurance is going to go up. So the employee gets fired, go by, don't want to pay the health insurance. The other two we talked about, one was about being distracted. And the other one is being infected through the employee, through the other person who's infected. Are you telling me in 2021 that we're going to see more and more issues of associational disability claims and employers should be on the lookout to protect themselves if magic Mitch McConnell can't protect them with a new bill? I think there's a good chance and they might already be on the rise. There just aren't a lot of uh, public decisions on it yet because, uh, as you know, it takes a long time for these claims to be processed by the courts. And when you say there's not a lot of public decisions yet, what you're also referring to, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is the EEOC doesn't publish most of their decisions. Correct. They just give you, they usually just give you stats at the end of the year. So what that means is that there's all sorts of discrimination claims that are secret secrets are no fun, secret secrets hurt someone because the EEOC just <laughs> keeps it to themselves? Correct. And, you know, unless you're searching for filed uh, complaints, um, you know, you're, there could be the, there could be a lot of these cases that are already going through the court systems. I hear that, Morty. I hear that. So what I want to do now is beyond the fact that I hope by the time this is airing, Mitch McConnell, Nancy, the Trump, they all get together and we get this economic aid to hard hit small businesses, nonprofits and venues act. That's the one that says we're going to get $600, maybe $2,000. That's the one that says there's $900 billion deal, but $325 billion are small, for small businesses. That's the one that's going to give you a second round of paycheck protection program. And if this gets passed, I'm going to figure this out and we're going to bring someone on the show and we're going to talk about this paycheck protection program because there's $284 billion for that that's earmarked already. And that's important because there's 100,000 businesses that have been permanently closed from this business. And so I'm talking to Mordechai Yankovic and I'm saying, I'm not one of the ones that are closed. I want to make it. I want to make it. I want to make it because the vaccines are coming and we have solutions coming. And Cuomo, please don't shut us down again. I want to make it. And it's 2021 coming. Morty, what should we know going into 2021? Mordechai Yankovic, what is the best thing that people should know to have a happy new year? What is your final word on the air from 2020? Well, it's uh, it's been a tough year, but it's also been a... Uh Good year, you know we've done we've done things that we've never done before, um, but um, you know I'm hopeful for the new year with this vaccine, and uh, I think I think next year is going to be a good year. We just got to hang in there, and hopefully the vaccine will come quickly to all of us, and hopefully enough people will take it, and things will get better fairly quickly. And that's my hope. 
well, I'm going to tell you how it's going to work out for me because you work with my me at Leave It Law. You work with me at Leave It Law, and you all did such a nice thing for me, and it's going to make my New Year come out great. You, you got me this brisket that you make your own mm-hmm. brisket. No, seriously, Lauren. They got me for the holidays. They, they, well, they, they knew it had to be food. But the brisket, you should see this thing. It's it's gorgeous. I was it from Snake River Farms or something like that, Morty? It, it's gorgeous. And so I'm going to start my new year with a brisket sandwich. I'm going to cook this brisket. Slow cook it, Lauren. And I have a whole plan. We're going to start with the oven. We're going to bring it to the grill by the time that we're done because I want to get it a little crispy on the outside. I'm going to slice it up with some nice juice, and I'm going to make Texas toast. I'm going to make Texas toast and brisket Ooh, sandwiches. that sounds good. Yeah, so that, I think I think my 2021 is going to start out incredibly because, you know what, I refuse to look at the 100,000 businesses that closed. And don't misunderstand by saying refused. I think that's a travesty. But I refuse to look at it because you can't dwell on the past if you want to enhance the future. You can't say to yourself, what was yesterday if you want tomorrow to be great? What you can instead do is you can say, how is the future going to arrive? And I got to tell you, we have a a tenant that was trying to negotiate a lease from one of my properties. And the broker called me up, Morty, and they said, they're making this offer to you. And I said to them, okay, they can make the deal now, but if they wait too much longer, we're not going to have that on the table. And the broker said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, with the vaccines coming, by the summer, you're going to see all these vacant buildings filling up again. We have the magic of the holidays right now. And the magic of the holidays is going to extend into the future. Why is that? Because what's going on is the main streets are empty. Manhattan's closed. It's a problem. Like California, the whole freaking state, I think it's a top 10 economy, a country in the world, if it was a country. Like, there's problems. But what we're really going to see is you got all these entrepreneurs out there, risk takers. But they're not morons. They're not going to take risks in the face of a pandemic when they could be shut down next week. All these people have their business juices going and they're thinking about all their new ways that they're going to conquer the world. And you were saying to me, Morty, and I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but you said it to me before we went on the air. I tried to, I tried to pitch you a softball so you'd say it on the air, but maybe you're a little more conservative than me. So I'm going to say it for you. You said this to me. You said 2021 is going to be the year of new businesses dominating the world. Isn't that what you said? You said to me that all these vacancies are going to be, all these vacancies are going to be filled up and they're going to have new business. We already have friends, Lauren, pitching us to buy restaurants. Yeah, I mean, just a whole new talent pool of people. A lot of the businesses that didn't survive didn't have the technology or the mechanisms to survive in a, in a I call it the cloud world, in a world where you have to operate really remotely. And with the people that do know how to act, run a business remotely, they're going to be either buying these old businesses or just recreating the other businesses and running them really efficiently and smart. Well, forgetting cloud, you can't really run a sit-down gourmet restaurant restaurant. in the middle of a pandemic. Well, you could hire the people like day-to-day to to do it there, but you can create overall strategies from afar. During the pandemic, they couldn't do a sit-down gourmet restaurant. They could do a ghost kitchen. So they went out. Mm -hmm. And there's one of our friends tried to convince us to buy this restaurant recently. And I think that's going to be the talk around the Christmas tree this year. I think what people are going to be talking about coming into the new year with the ball dropping is which ventures do they want to get into in 2021? Because as soon as there is a vaccine, there's such a a pent-up excitement, aggression. I I don't know what the right word is. Jubilance, a pent-up... 
People want to spend. People want to spend. I just want to give They're someone my money. Because they don't want to lose their money right now. And so I think one of the things Morty's trying to warn you about, and Morty, I don't I don't know what you think, is that you, there's these laws out there about how you got to know about people's disability and about how you have to protect not just the p- employee themselves, but other people that work with them. Everyone right, thinks... And that's, and, and that's my concern because everybody is going, and I think it's a good thing that everyone is so excited about uh, um, buying new businesses or getting into new uh, opportunities and ventures once this, uh, once this whole thing is finally over. But, you know, there's going to be a tendency to rush into things and not do things properly, and that could... Uh, end up in a lot of exposure. You had a consult before we went on there and the guy called you up and said he was thinking about opening his own brokerage. And you said to him, you got to get an LLC. You got to get an independent contractor agreement. You got to get a policy manual. You got to get these forms. And I think yeah. his head was spinning by the time you were done with the phone with him. And I think that people think that you just press go and you start. Exactly. And well, I think a lot of people do. Well, I think that what you need to do is realize that to be successful in this new era, first of all, we're changing. What did I just tell you at the first hour? I mean, the first part of the hour, I was telling you about this new regulation that's effective January 2021 on the religious exemption to discrimination with respect to people that have federal contracts. Morty was just explaining about associational disability, but more so on the religious exemption stuff. It's effective January 8th. Assuming the Biden administration takes over, which I think is a pretty solid assumption that he's going to take over. That I would, I would take. You take it. Yeah. Like I, I, the guy from Russia even thinks so. So like if he thinks so, like I'm thinking yeah, everyone. I would, I, I, would, I would take that bet. I'd put all my money on red. So which regulations is he going to be changing on day one, on January 20th? And what is going to change and what is going to be the world order for these businesses in the future? And Lauren said a lot of people just start with go. And Morty said that you, they got to prepare and they got to get these things together and get their ducks in a row. I'm telling you right now. 2021 is the year of opportunity. This is the year you're going to look back on in 10 years and say, I wish I took that opportunity. I wish I took that great leap. I wish I made something great of myself. But you're also going to wish that you listen to the Liebcast and you listen to people like Mordechai Yankovic, who told you how to do it the right way. And you're also going to wish you didn't wait till the vaccines across with everyone. You don't, you don't want to wait till Moderna's got it all out and Pfizer's got it all. Now's the time to start. You need to sit down with your lawyer first week of January. You got to sit down with your accountant first week of January. You got to sit down with your financial planner and your banker first week of January, your architect, your engineer, your entire team. And you got to start doing business planning. You can find forms online if you're going to go do it. But you got to think this one out. There's too much at risk today to just go and do it. I'll bet before this conversation, you never thought just of associational disability. You probably didn't even hear about disability with American with Disabilities Act. But assuming you listen to us, which you should, because we're we're freaking great. And if you if you were listening I'm to patting us, patting Andrew on the back, I like me. Me and I are <laughs> best friends. So here's the thing: the Leapcast wants you to know that nothing happens through magic. You read about people that bought Bitcoin 100 years ago and they're rich and the, the twins from Harvard that had the Zuckerberg fight. They're rich. And you read about people put all their money in Tesla and they're rich. And you read about people that won the lottery. Ignore all of these people. Instead, roll up your sleeves. Get to work. 
Get into planning. Speak to your team. Get yourself ready. 2021 is the year of dreams. We'll get you there. This is the Leapcast. Have a good one. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listentoleap.com. 